heart failure. What is it? Patients report feeling thrown off by the term. It doesn't mean that your heart has stopped working. It just means it's not pumping blood the way it should. So if you have heart failure, what should you know and what should you do? Let's talk with Dr. Stuart Russell. He's a heart failure transplant cardiologist at WakeMed Health and Hospitals. This is WakeMed Voices, the podcast with WakeMed Health and Hospitals. I'm Ann Hoffman. So Dr. Russell, let's talk about the actual term heart failure. I think it's really confusing. Um, I think when you first hear it and you don't know what it is, it's easy to think, how can someone have heart failure and still be alive? Um, a lot of people get thrown off by this term. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so a heart failure is is really a clinical definition of when your heart doesn't pump enough blood out to your body. Uh, the For us, it's really defined as anytime somebody's ejection fraction, which is the percent of blood that's ejected with each heartbeat, is less than normal. Uh, and, and so if you're not getting as much blood to your body as you should, then uh, we define it as heart failure. Heart failure does not mean that your heart has stopped working. Clearly, if that was the case, you'd be dead. Um, uh, and so it's really kind of a bad phrase to define a heart that isn't working normally, uh, um, but the heart truly hasn't completely failed. So do you get patients who have that same kind of confusion that I did? Right. No, I think that that happens all the time. And um, I mean, on a serious note, people have talked about, should we change the name of the disease? Because it truly doesn't define what we're doing. Um, and we will at times talk about cardiomyopathy, which means weak heart, uh, which is probably a better definition than truly heart failure. Uh, but at the end of the day, heart failure is, you know, the way that we were all brought up in medical school and, uh, and the name is stuck. So what do patients with heart failure need to know? What are the most important things for them to know? So I think, number one, we have a lot of different medicines that have been shown to make patients feel better, uh, stay out of the hospital, do more, and most importantly, live longer. Uh, and so the important thing is to take the medicines that are prescribed um, uh, because they truly are beneficial. And this common complaint that I hear of, I'm taking so many medicines, you're taking those medicines because they work in different ways uh, to help you um, and, and help you kind of adapt to a heart that's not working correctly. Often a number of different medications that you have to take, like a beta blocker, an ACE inhibitor. Right. So beta blocker, an ACE inhibitor, uh, an aldosterone antagonist, have all independently been shown to improve survival. Uh, and then most people also are on a diuretic, uh, which really helps to deal with the symptoms of heart failure, which are usually related to having too much fluid on board. So a diuretic is like a water pill, right? Correct. All right. Well, what are some of the signs and symptoms of heart failure? So from a symptom standpoint, it's all about this fluid. 
And so people will get short of breath. They'll get short of breath with exertion. As they put more fluid on, it will take less and less exertion to get short of breath. So some people even get so short of breath that something like putting on their clothes uh, will make them short of breath. Um, other symptoms that come along with this are, are laying down, where normally we like to sleep flat in bed. Patients who have more fluid on board will start to sleep on two pillows, three pillows, four pillows, uh, or may even sleep in a, in a lazy boy just because gravity will drive that fluid out of their lungs and so they can get a good night's sleep. From a sign standpoint, the big one that we see is, is swelling. The swelling for some people is always in the legs. For other people, it can be in the belly and they can have very skinny legs. Um, uh, but either place, depending on the patient, that's a sign of retained fluid. Uh, and most of these signs and symptoms are all really related to just too much fluid on board. So I'm curious about patients who are experiencing heart failure and want to reverse their condition. Is that possible? So reversal of heart failure, a lot of it really gets down to what's the cause of heart failure for a person. Uh, the vast majority of heart failure in America is related to coronary artery disease. And somebody had a big heart attack and it left them with part of their heart muscle being dead and the rest of the heart adapts to that, but not totally. Now, if they've got areas of their heart that don't get enough blood flow but aren't dead, getting more blood flow to that areas will improve the heart function. Uh, and so while you may not totally reverse heart failure, you can make it a lot better if that's the situation for you. So something uh, as crazy as you might need a bypass uh, is something that we think about with every patient just because of that reversibility. There are some causes of heart failure that are very reversible. Um, uh, some people develop hyperthyroidism, and that can cause a heart to weaken. That's a reversible cause, and you treat the thyroid disorder, and the heart gets better. Um, uh, other people will have other kind of unique things that are similar that way. I would say for most patients, getting them on medications, if they just present with heart failure, getting them on medications about half the time we see improvement in heart function. We may not see it come all the way back to normal, um, but we've definitely seen improvement from where they are uh, just with the medications that we use. Now, one thing that a lot of people will ask me about are, is stem cells. Uh, what if I go and get stem cells? And stem cells in general right now haven't been proven to be uh, efficacious for reversing heart failure. I think we're still studying it. Uh, and there's still a dream that uh, stem cells can reverse it. But today, it definitely is not ready for prime time. So for someone who's caring for a family member with heart failure, maybe they themselves are at an increased risk for developing the same disease. What can they do for prevention? So probably the two biggest ways, I think, to prevent heart failure today is if you have high blood pressure uh, or if you have diabetes. Great control of blood pressure and diabetes are probably the two biggest ways that we can help to prevent that heart failure 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Um, uh, a lot of people get heart failure really from bad luck, and it's nothing that they did. Um, but common things being common, 
treating hypertension, treating diabetes uh, can help to prevent heart failure down the road. Got it. So get those chronic conditions under control. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Russell. I'm Ann Hoffman with WakeMed Voices, brought to you by WakeMed Health and Hospitals in Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information on heart and vascular services at WakeMed, visit hearts.wakemed.org. Thanks for checking out this episode of WakeMed Voices. Head to hearts.wakemed.org to get connected with Dr. Stuart Russell or another cardiologist. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. 